Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want to focus on food prices in South Africa, mainly because we just received data for October food price inflation released by Say this past week, and I think it offers us uh, a good entry into this topic of food prices in South Africa because this is something that has been topical. And in fact, uh, many people that follow this podcast will recall that we had uh, two or, or so segments where we reflected on what the Competition Commission and the ANC or Cabinet were trying to do where they said, look, they are concerned about uh, the recent increases in food prices in South Africa, and they wanted to look into this matter and investigate and concern about food security in general in the country, which were well-placed concerned to worry about uh, food security conditions in the country. But I think the idea that there was a bad player in the food market that was driving up our food prices was perhaps a misguided view in, in thinking about this issue. And in that particular segment, we unpacked what had been the drivers of food prices over the past couple of years in South Africa, particularly the past two to three years. And some of those were the drought in South America, uh, uh, which was something that had been driving uh, global food prices in general upwards. China buying a lot of grains and the oil seeds was one of the factors. Higher energy prices and, of course, Russia-Ukraine war was one of those factors. But if you think about South Africa, then there's also some logistical things that have added uh, to those worries. And I did think for a moment at a time that people were looking at the farm prices and when they see a price change in the farm prices, they necessarily expected that they would see similar change at a retail level, discounting the processing costs the distribution, as well as a time lag uh, that is linked to that. So that rather shaped the conversation over the past few months. And the other point that I had stressed was that by the time cabinet expresses worries about uh, elevated food prices, it was also when uh, food price inflation in South Africa had started actually to decelerate. Um, we saw, for example, that the peak levels were around about March this year at 14.4%. Uh, by September, which is when the conversation was continuing and, and, and cabinet thinking about this issue, food price inflation in South Africa had moderated to around about 8%. So it was those things that I had uh, raised in part also in the in the previous recording that I, I had released. But this time around, I, I want to focus on this data that is coming up uh, for October. But before I get into that, I must outline that the higher food prices in general over the past two to three years was not something that was unique, of course, to South Africa. It, it was a global phenomenon uh, because of those factors that I had mentioned in part, and there were unique South African factors then that had added to that. But I would still say uh, if one were to look in 2022 and in part even in 2021 and look at South Africa and other countries in the world, South Africa actually saw modest increases in food price inflation compared to what was happening in the EU, in the US, and, and, and the other countries. Although now the tide has turned, of course, we see much more better moderation in the US and the other region. But I do think that when one is framing and thinking about this, you do have to have that bigger picture. But now, on, on the near-term data of October, which I want to comment on, 
we saw that it showed that food price inflation in South Africa actually break the trend that we were seeing, the six months of consecutive decline going into that 8% of September that I was talking about. Food price inflation accelerated in October to about 8.8% from 8% um, in, in the previous month, which is September. The products that drove that increase were mainly milk, eggs, cheese, fruit, and vegetables. But some people were worried then to say, uh, given that these factors, uh, particularly the eggs situation, they, were, they, they, they had that in their mind because, of course, South Africa is struggling with avian influenza and we've already seen egg prices across the retailers in South Africa having been elevated over the past couple of weeks as a reflection of the supply constraints. So people said they were expecting that. What they were not expecting were the increases in fruit and vegetable prices. And the questions that I was receiving from many people was whether this will be persistent or not and how should they be thinking about these increases? And my answer really here, I think these are all uh, a temporary blip. We will likely see South Africa's consumer food price inflation as soon going back to that trend that shows uh, moderation. And I will explain why uh, I, I think so. Firstly, on the avian influenza story, there's already a number of interventions that have been made. Um, interventions by the government and private sector to ensure that there is uh, acceleration on importing fertilized eggs to rebuild the parent bird stock that was lost uh, on the back of avian influenza, but also importing table eggs, uh, powder and liquid on that to ensure that that is available for baking industry so that the whole eggs can be on shelf for human consumption. The the other thing then uh, that follows that is because as supplies begins to, to normalize, you start to see the prices also um, moderating a bit from the levels that we have seen right after the outbreak intensified. There's also ongoing work about vaccination to curb the spread of the disease. So I'm hoping that these intervention and the other stuff that is being put in place to strengthen the biosecurity control in South Africa will assist in as far as the eggs. And I must highlight a point that I've made in this podcast also previously that when you think about eggs, they also have a lower weighting within the food uh, inflation basket in South Africa, about 0.4%, which means then, even though the increases are there, but they cannot be a meaningful increase in the overall headline number. So that's something that is also worth one keeping in mind. So I do think that the supply will normalize and then we'll see the eggs prices uh, continuing to moderate, even if they l- remain elevated in the near term. Uh, but because of that weighting, this, of that lower weightings, this is not something that uh, could be that meaningful. The second part that I want to explain is the story of the fruit and vegetables. Now, on the vegetable side, the, the major product that actually increased there were, of course, tomatoes and potatoes. And the potato story is something that hasn't really dominated the headline. But the key problem behind that was that in some of the northern regions, Uh, We experienced severe disruption in irrigation because of the load shedding at the start of the year. And this contributed, of course, then to a poor harvest. That poor harvest led to lower volumes that were available in fresh produce markets across the country for a greater part of the past few months. And this is what had driven these increases in prices that people saw. And it's a similar story to an extent with the tomato side, because if you had to look at the data from Johannesburg Fresh Produce Market, Durban, Cape Town, Tata, you realize that there were lower volumes. And part of the reasons for lower volumes was because the harvest was not in good shape. So this is one of those 
those factors that one had to keep in mind. Still, though, I think even that is a temporary issue. We could see the supplies moderating. In fact, if you were to look at the daily prices of potatoes, the 10 kilograms for the end of September, it was over 150 rands per 10 kilogram. Right now, over the past week, that price is below 100 rand, which just shows then that moderation in prices, which is why I think it's a temporary blip. The supply is recovering, and this is something um, that had been an issue, the constraint in supply. So the prices should come down. In as far as the fruit, there's a lot of harvest that is going to come out on deciduous fruits. Um, in fact, the exports are already continuing, and deciduous fruits, which is your apples and everything else, will, will, will come to the market heavily over the next few months. And I do think that that will add pressure on the prices of, of fruits. So fruit and vegetable prices, this again could be viewed as a temporary blip. One will see the supplies improving, which in a way you can view it as uh, in, in the same breath as the egg story to say these are temporary increases. And it's why I think we will go back to seeing some bit of moderation um, on prices. Then one may ask the question and say, if then I'm blaming load shedding for bad quality vegetables, what will happen going forward? I am somewhat um, uh, less concerned going forward in a sense that uh, many producers, farmers, They've put alternative energy sources so that they lessen the impact um, of load shedding in, in the coming months. Uh, and of course, the message also that we are getting from ESCOM and the other colleagues is that for next year, the load shedding stages may not be as severe as what we see. Although I'm recording this podcast in a very difficult moment where I think we are on stage six or something and it was unexpected. Uh, so there's always that uncertainty there. But I do think that there's a number uh, of energy renewable um, as well as generators and the other measures that the farmers have put in place. And of course, point can be made to say at the start of this year, no one was prepared. But right now, there's been a lot of investments that is being made, which is why I hold that optimistic view. And in fact, the supplies are already recovering and the price reflects that already over the past uh, few weeks. So this moderation on prices is something that may come or show in the December inflation numbers, um, or even in November, we'll see how much of that will filter through on that. Now, the broadly going into 2024, I'm still one of those people that is optimistic that South Africa's food inflation will continue to be on a moderating path um, and, 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 off, and the key products that will be driving this are grain-related products as well as oils and fats. Oils and fats, are, um, we follow the international trend to an extent also on a grain-related uh, product. And I would add that if you look at a farm level of these products, uh, the, the declines in prices are there, uh, even though there are all kinds of risks in the world that are related to geopolitics, uh, India banning the exports of rice and all of those things. But prices are still continuing to moderate, which reflects the improvement in global supplies. And I think South Africa uh, being a small open economy where we follow much of what's happening in the international market, we are already seeing um, that trend. The only thing that I would um, highlight that we are all watching in South Africa is, of course, the story of an El Nino. But all of the information we have, and I think there's a segment we've recorded on this, uh, it says that in South Africa, El Nino could start to, to, to intensify from around about March 2024. By that time, I think much of our crops 
would have already passed the pollination stage uh, to an extent that we're looking um, to uh, to have a decent great crop in South Africa. We think that there's good soil moisture and El Nino will also kickstart later in the season. By that time, farmers would have planted, we would have crossed the pollination stage, would have a good crop. So we're not as worried about the impact of it, at least in the near term. So we generally hold an optimistic view about um, the supplies and the prices. The key risk, of course, are always the global developments and the geopolitics, energy markets. Those are things that we should always watch because um, they do have a significant impact on South Africa just like the increases in food price inflation that we saw um, in the past cycle. I made the point at the start that those were linked to international events because in South Africa we had had actually a second largest grain harvest, but the domestic prices were not reflecting that in part that was the fact that we are exposed to international markets. But for this segment, I must highlight that we, we, we hold a reasonably optimistic view. Um, and that's how I see the recent data. I don't think that it's something that we should be panicking um, about. With that, folks, let me stop there. I'll come back in the following week with another segment. My name is Wandi Lesikhobo. I'm an agricultural economist based in Pretoria, South Africa. You can read a bit about some of the things I write in my blog. The link to the blog is in the description of this podcast or in the website of the organization that I work for. That's the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa, www.agbiz.co.za. Thank you for listening.